Hello, it's Caroline, and I'm here to tell you that the episode you're about to listen to was recorded a long time ago, back when I used Patreon, back when I ran lots of different workshops and programs that I do not run anymore, and back before the Fuck It Diet book. So if I refer to any of these obsolete offerings while you're listening, just know that even though my Patreon and other programs don't exist anymore, you can find helpful resources by going to thefuckadiet.com slash more. You can also read the beginning of the Fuck It Diet book for free from my site. Lastly, this podcast is extremely messy. And it was actually intentionally messy and unstructured because that was the only way I could inspire myself to start and continue this podcast. I needed the lowest stakes possible. And though this podcast remains very low budget and has remained messy throughout the years until now, if you want slightly more structured and streamlined episodes, listen to the more recent episodes. All right, enjoy. Hello, welcome to the Fuck It Diet Radio or the F It Diet Radio or whatever the hell this is named. Of course, long, long ago, I had to change the name to appease iTunes and their absurd rules about cursing, even censored cursing. Um, I just went on a really long walk with my dog because she's in heat and we can't do anything off leash. We can't go to dog parks or anything. And I was like, great. Well, I'll just take her for like an hour long walk all the way to the other side of town. And she lay down on every stoop she could find. Once we were, of course, once we were like a half an hour away from my house, she started lying down on every stoop she could and refusing to move because she was so tired, which is great because now she's toes up, nose up. She's staring at me right now, but she is upside down lying on her back. All right, this podcast and the fuck it diet in general is all about inspiring you to stop dieting. Oh no, she's gonna try to chew her bone thing. Her like it's like an actual bone with marrow in it. Of course, she's chosen this time. She was literally asleep for an hour and a half. Please don't make noise. I just started recording. Okay. Um. All right. Well, maybe I'll stop it soon and continue when she falls asleep again. But. Oh, hello, darling. So, uh, my book, The Fuck It Diet, is coming out <gasps> at the end of this month. In the UK, it's coming out on the 21st, March 21st, 2019. I had, honestly, I don't really understand how this happened, but I had no idea that it was coming out five days earlier in the UK. Um, and then in the US, it's coming out on the 26th and you can pre-order now and pre-orders really help. It is currently number one and the, the number one new release in eating disorder self-help, which is really crazy um, and very exciting. Though, <laughs> if you click then on eating disorder self-help new releases, the things that are also in that category are really frustrating and not uh, appropriate for eating disorder self-help at all. I mean, some things are great. Laura Thomas's book is there. Not Plant-Based book is there, Eat to Love is there, um, but also things like um, st- a book called Stop Eating and um, lots of keto books. Apparently keto is a way to uh, treat eating disorders, which is literally the stupidest and most opposite day thing I've ever heard. Um, you know, it's an opposite day thing, but it's happening in real life 
in real, normal, not opposite day. So um, today I want to talk about something that's been on my mind. It's been stressing me out a lot um, ever since I kind of realized that I had sort of misinterpreted uh, something that I talk about all of the time. So a lot of my work is focused on how people turn listening to their bodies into another diet. And that is something that I talk about me doing with the book Intuitive Eating and then um, every other attempt that I had at quote unquote intuitive eating or listening to my body so closely. And I thought for a very, very long time that I was eating intuitively when I was not, when I was eating obsessively and um, obsessively listening in quotes again to um, to my cravings and to my hunger. So I just ate the perfect amount and didn't overeat. Basically, I applied listening to my body and what I thought was intuitive eating through a very diet culture, food fearing and weight fearing lens. I talk about that all the time and I I allude to the idea that intuitive eating and um, you know the concept of intuitive eating is inherently good and that it is easily turned into a diet. But what I don't, what I have very rarely taken the time to also say, and what I wish that I had had the clarity on to also say, is that um, the writers, the co-authors of the Intuitive Eating book know exactly what they're talking about and they do not turn it into a diet and they do not encourage that you turn it into a diet and they say all the right things and it's an amazing important revolutionary book in its genre and it changes people's lives it's completely evidence-based and more and more and more studies are coming out to support how um, how helpful intuitive eating is for our actual health and relationship with food um but my and I'm about to read the post that's going to reiterate these things that I just wrote. And I've been working on this for a couple of weeks because I wanted to get it just right. But essentially, this past year is when I started following more anti-diet accounts on Instagram. And I started following lots of non-diet registered dietitians who have studied under Evelyn Tribble and have actually are actually certified intuitive eating practitioners and get it. They understand. They know that it's not a diet. They understand health at every size. They understand how this all works together. But there are so many people who do twist it into their whatever wellness coaching and promise weight loss. And whenever I've sort of been giving side eye to quote-unquote obsessive intuitive eating I've been talking about the people who twist it into a diet or twist it into a weight loss protocol without understanding that the original co-authors and creators and all the people who are actually trained under them don't do that I genuinely didn't know that I didn't realize that I was kind of in my own little world my own little bubble writing about this um coming to these realizations on my own, but never revisiting the book, Intuitive Eating, um, and not really giving the authors the credit that they deserve. And so I would like to just take some time to do that today and um, do it 
on, I do it on my resource list. Oh shoot, my phone's on. Do it on my resource list um, for the book. But one of the things is that in my book, I, I allude to the fact that there's like true intuitive eating that's good and, uh, and obsessive pseudo-intuitive eating that's bastardized and twisted into a diet. But what I don't, what I didn't really have the clarity to say is that the actual original book doesn't twist it into a diet because I twisted it into a diet. So I did have a misunderstanding. And so um, I don't rag on the book, but I also don't mention the book in my book, which I actually am kind of upset about. And I, I will update when I am able to update the book for future editions and stuff, God willing. So let's uh, read this post that I've taken a really long time to write and explain sort of like where my misconception came from and trying to right my wrongs. Okay. So this is, so one of, so part of this post is answering the question that a lot of people are asking me, is this the same as intuitive eating? Is the fuck a diet the same as intuitive eating? And is the fuck a diet book either this quote unquote, the same as intuitive eating or taking you through the process of intuitive eating? And the answer is it is and it isn't. Um, they, the reason that it is the same is because they do have the same goal. So intuitive by definition is what we're going for, right? We have the same goal, body trust, appetite trust. Well, we can't speak. Body trust, appetite trust, and food trust. But there are different ways of teaching and explaining how to get there. A lot of my writing over the years has talked about how I turned what I thought was intuitive eating and listening to my body into a diet. I turned it into a weird, stressful attempt to eat the smallest amount possible. I interpreted good advice through a fat phobic, food fearing, diet culture belief system. And so many people do the same thing I did. They take good advice and twist it into a diet that they convince themselves is not a diet because they let themselves eat a few squares of dark chocolate three times a week. Moderation is intuition, right? Ugh. I mean, this is like, this is kind of how we twist we twist the concept of, we, we make assumptions about what the, the purpose of intuitive eating is before we even begin to learn about it. And so everything is sort of seen through this lens of less food is better, less weight is better. Um, and that's exactly what I did. But okay, so the more I've been asked to answer the question if the fuck a diet is the same as intuitive eating, the more I realize it is very important to reflect on how I've referred to intuitive eating over the past seven years of writing the site, as well as in my book that's coming out in less than a month. Oh my God. First of all, intuitive eating in caps and, and I was going to say and slanted and italicized is a book written by two registered dietitian nutritionists, Evelyn Tribble and Elise Resch. And the book came out in 1995. It is revolutionary in its genre and field and completely evidence-based, and I recommend you read it. I already said that, but this is, of course, me. Um, I always do this. I go off script and I say the exact same thing that I wrote, and then I have to say it again. However, my experience with official intuitive eating and the official intuitive eating book is actually pretty limited. 
which means the way that I've referred to it or not referred to it should probably be examined, which is what I'm doing right now. In fact, the book Intuitive Eating and Janine Roth's books are mixed up in my mind at this very moment as I as I write this and read this. And maybe because that's because... Um, Hello to you because maybe that's because there is a hunger scale in both of them. And I definitely turned that hunger scale into a diet. In fact, that's probably the biggest piece, uh, you know, the, the biggest um, uh, rule is the wrong word, but I definitely turned it into a rule when I turned quote unquote listening to my body into a diet, um, which is probably why the hunger scale is the thing that that sticks out the most to me in the memory of both the intuitive eating book and um, Janine Roth's books. I only read intuitive eating the book once when I was 18. I'm 31 now, and I'm not positive if I even finished it because I became a raw vegan two weeks later. I obsessively dieted as a teenager. I went on every fad diet that existed at the time. Hello, Atkins diet. It was disordered. It was extreme. And I felt more and more and more out of control with food the more I dieted. And when I read the book Intuitive Eating, it was the first time I realized that my dieting was dysfunctional. Before then, I just thought that this was the way it had to be. And I remember the book really spoke to me. Um, and I didn't write this in the post, but I remember sitting my mom down and saying, mom, I just read this book and I think I have a problem with dieting. And I, I think I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to start eating food that, you know, we have thought was unhealthy before. And, um, she said, okay, that's fine, but I'm going to be maybe being more strict with my diet because I have cancer. <laughs> it was a weird day guys. Um, I'm actually going to circle back to that story in a moment. Because when I read the book Intuitive Eating, even though it really, really did speak to me and um, it felt important for two weeks, <laughs> I still didn't fully understand how deep it all went for me, culturally and metabolically and emotionally and on and on. I didn't see how messed up my relationship was with weight. I just didn't. And even if the book was saying that we had to change our relationship to weight, I, I couldn't hear it. And I didn't understand how my relationship to weight and my beliefs about weight and health was actually the core of this whole thing, my whole issue with food. I needed very, very explicit instructions to fuck it. Fuck all diet and weight loss noise and be willing to gain weight and take up space and be angry and prioritize my mental health over my desire to be a pretty little thing. But I was also young, I was 18, and I clearly needed to suffer a little bit more before I really understood that dieting was always going to backfire. I also did not have the scope to understand that my dieting was disordered or that it really you know, was a fuzzy line uh, between disordered eating and eating disorders. I just, I genuinely didn't understand that. So weeks after reading the book and just a few weeks before I went off to college, my mom told me she had cancer. We both became raw vegan to try and heal all of our earthly ills. It didn't work. And my mom is fine, but not because of raw veganism. She ditched it soon after starting chemo, though. Fun fact that I also don't put into the post. Um, she developed neuropathy in her, um, in, her nerve, in her hands and feet, and she couldn't lift her hands and feet um, for a really long time. Doctors even said that she would never be able to again, but she was like, nope. She did a ton of alternative therapies. She's like pretty much totally fine now, but 
the fact that she wasn't eating enough protein means that her during chemo means that her um her the ends of her nerves were not protected from the chemo and so it it damaged them so yeah bad uh i also have uh pretty complex feelings about pharmaceutical companies too but raw veganism was still not the answer and yes i was raw vegan in freshman year of college I was raw vegan for almost a year. And then after I realized it wasn't, quote, working, read, I was less healthy, starving all the time, horrible skin, horrible digestion, and crazier than ever around food. I started trying to eat intuitively again for six years. Uh, And I have eat intuitively in quotes because, of course, I am talking about a twisted version of it. My general idea was that if I could listen to my body and, quote, not eat too much, that that was intuitive. But I didn't revisit the book. Instead, for six years, I did some version of listening to my body so closely and constantly trying to eat the smallest amount possible. My goal was always to be thin. I also stuck my application of French women don't get fat. Do you remember that book? Um... I just messed up something in the post. Okay. Um, Yeah. So I read that book maybe like around the time when I thought that I was becoming an intuitive eater again. And I sort of like meshed those two things together. I was like, this is awesome. I can eat intuitively and Frenchly and be skinny and perfect and eat really, really slowly and eat eat scarves, wear scarves, eat yogurt, drink wine, whatever. I turned listening to my body into a diet so quickly I used to interpret any advice on how to heal my eating through a diet culture lens. I interpreted it all through my belief that the goal of any eating style was weight loss at all costs. I couldn't conceive of, um, you know, a a book about eating. So if we're going to talk about intuitive eating the book, I couldn't conceive that the purpose of that, of those lessons (laughs) wasn't to help me eat. better and eat less and um and become thinner I just like that was my such an entrenched belief system uh where was I I interpreted it all all of it um through my belief that the goal of any eating style was weight loss at all costs I figured that the point was to listen to my body in order to eat really really well and that if I was being intuitive I should crave crave quote balanced things always and forever Disordered eaters can quickly turn the principles of intuitive eating or any version of listen to your body into another diet. I mean, the truth is you can turn anything into a diet. I turned the fucking secret into a diet. Remember that book, The Secret, where you just had to think your way to anything you wanted? (sighs) Vision boards. I really tried to twist that into, into... a diet into like I am skinny I can eat what I want and be skinny oh my god oh my god it was crazy that was also during my freshman year of college that was also while I was a raw vegan that's also why it stopped being a raw vegan I was like oh no I'm believing that I need to be a raw vegan to be healthy I need to change my beliefs so I can eat some like vegan cupcakes or whatever I don't know don't even listen to me right now I'm just rambling okay so um you know, when I went back to what I thought was intuitive eating, there were big stretches of time when I thought this method was working. I thought I was eating intuitively because I quote unquote ate what I wanted 
weirdly slowly and in tiny amounts, and I was skinny, thanks to genetics and semi-starvation. But I was fucking starving all the time. I cried a lot. I had weird food rituals to try and make sure I didn't eat more than my body needed, again in quotes, and I drank a lot of wine and coffee, and I still thought about food nonstop. And guys, that's all a diet, and it's not intuitive or intuitive eating or the book intuitive eating. It's assuming that being intuitive requires micromanaging. It's assuming that listening to your body is about curtailing your hunger. It's still trying to tightly control the size of your body. That's the antithesis of intuitive. When I finally started writing about the fuck a diet seven years ago, when I had an epiphany in my bathroom that I was going to keep doing this forever if I didn't let go of my obsession with trying to control my body, I was radically applying a non-diet, pro-calorie, pro-being fool, full, fool. (laughs) I am pro-being a fool, clearly. Um, Pro-being full, fuck all diet and weight noise approach, pro-gaining weight, plus a health at every size and feminist lens too. I wrote the way I needed to hear it explained. I needed to hear more about our relationship to weight and I needed to be less afraid of eating lots and lots of food. And clearly, I needed someone screaming at me with curse words. So the fuck a diet was developed as a separate way to become a normal instinctive eater while also examining why my first attempts at listening to my body and intuitive eating had so epically failed. And in my book, beyond talking about the way we eat, there's a lot of focus on diet culture, on our emotions, and on our beliefs too. But I now understand that the goals of the book Intuitive Eating and of the Fuck It Diet are the same. The goal of both is to get to a place where you trust your appetite and experience instinctive, natural, easy, normal eating. But I never revisited, I never revisited the Intuitive Eating book. So what that also means is that for a very long time, I assumed that intuitive eating didn't work. And that also means that I really have only ever been referring to the bastardized lowercase version of intuitive eating and the wellness coaches who twist it and use weight loss in their marketing instead of realizing earlier on that the book authors and the certified practitioners have always been out there being awesome and doing it right and not turning it into a diet and not promising weight loss. So years ago, when I started writing the fuck a diet, I started noticing that search terms for my site were, why doesn't intuitive eating work? So I wrote more about that. It's because we're all turning it into a diet. It's because we're all still so afraid to gain weight. It's because of all these bullshit beliefs we have about beauty and worth. It's because we were trying to eat the smallest amount possible. We're twisting it into the assumption that intuitive eating is a way to eat the perfect amount. And it's because, you know, it backfires because we are still underfed and we're afraid that eating a lot isn't intuitive. But I still never reread the book to see where my own application and interpretation had gone wrong. I kept thinking, you know, my my original application and interpretation. So I kept thinking that I'd figured out something that the book didn't understand. And then I kept seeing so many people market a bastardized version of intuitive eating or listening to your body as a way to lose weight, which just further confirmed that assumption. 
So I called it on my site and even in my book, obsessive intuitive eating or pseudo intuitive eating. And I sometimes refer to true intuitive eating good because inherently, of course, that word means that you're eating, you know, in the way that your body really wants and needs. And also referring to obsessive intuitive eating, which is bad or not helpful. Um, and while I have definitely come across many people who misinterpret the point of the book intuitive eating just like I did what that still means is that I haven't had the awareness until very recently to give the co-authors and the people trained by the co-authors the credit Ooh, that's my dog the credit they deserve the intuitive eating book knows what it's talking about it's all there it's evidence-based it warns you not to turn it into a diet and the thing that clicked this all into place recently beyond following way more um, certified intuitive eating practitioners on Instagram in the past year has also been following one of the co-authors, Evelyn Tribble. I hope I'm saying her name right on Instagram, Tribble. I just don't know if I'm putting the stress on the right syllable on Instagram. And I just realized, oh man, this lady is the real deal. She gets it deeply. She also really loves my dog. I love her very much. Um, And so I was already sort of thinking, okay, how have I been referring to this through time as well as in my book? And then people asked me if it's this, if the fuck diet is the same as intuitive eating. And I was like, man, I need to like really just sit down and write a long thing about this and really figure out how I, I have been, why I've been writing the way I've been writing about it. And so to go back to the question of whether I teach intuitive eating No, I don't teach official intuitive eating or their 10 principles. I developed my own tools and lessons and ways of teaching along the way. Um, But the goal of both is the same. Easy, instinctive, intuitive eating. And on my path towards healing, I also needed to read books that talked about our confusion about weight weight and health, like body respect, and a feminist take on our cultural obsession with thinness and beauty, the beauty myth and fat positive, body positive messages. One example is Lessons from the Fatosphere, which I read early on um, while I was writing The Fuck It Diet, um, and Just Baker's books. Maybe that would have knocked enough sense into me more quickly. Or maybe I just needed to struggle and fail for as long as I did in order to write about eating the way I do now. So I only, I, darn it, I already said this. I only started following lots of certified intuitive eating, intuitive eating non-diet dietitians, um, health at every size informed, the people who don't turn it into a diet and understand the weight piece on Instagram in the last year, once my book was already written. And of course, it was only once my book was finalized and finished that I realized, oh no. So the thing that I wish that I could change is that I don't even refer to the intuitive eating book at all because, as I said before, my subconscious belief about the book was that it didn't work. It didn't work for me, but that's because I was twisting it. And so I understood that I was twisting it, but I didn't revisit the book enough to understand how much I was twisting it. Uh, And so my subconscious intention in the book was not to say anything bad about the book intuitive eating but now that I understand that I misinterpreted it I don't feel great about saying nothing about the book either though it is currently like if you go to my the um the slash science where I give a lot of studies and also books that have a lot of science on non-diet 
approaches and health and weight myths. Um, Body Respect is on there, but also the Intuitive Eating Book has actually been on there for for a little while. Um, But on my resource list, of course, the book will be there, the co-authors will be there, and a lot of um, non-diet dietitians who are trained by those co-authors will also be there on the list. Um, But I really wish that I'd had the clarity earlier so I could have said all of this way more explicitly in my book. In addition addition to warning people not to trust random intuitive eating teachers who, who teach what I refer to as obsessive intuitive eating and promising weight loss, and those people are all over the internet, I wish that... I had also mentioned the people who created the official true intuitive eating and who who continue to do amazing and revolutionary work in the nutrition, non-diet, and eating disorder recovery world and worlds. I guess those are all, those are all different worlds and also, um, one world. (laughs) What am I saying? So God willing, I will update this in a second edition with a little line about how intuitive eating book creators and practitioners certified in it understand how important it is not to turn it into a diet. But for now, I link to lots of these people and the book and the co-authors and therapists who are also trained in it on the resource list. Um, uh, Thefuckadiet.com slash resources. Um, what am I trying to say? I will also be sending, so my plan all along has been to send extra resources and some of the content that I had cut from the book for length um, to people who sign up for these book resources. This is sort of like uh, resources for people who have read my book. So hopefully it will be very easy for me to clarify this about the official real intuitive eating versus co-opted intuitive eating um, through that channel as well and send this post to them, et cetera, et cetera. So my book, The Fuck It Diet, is the culmination of many, many, many things that I've learned over the years of dieting, thinking I wasn't dieting, and actually not dieting. But I really do wish that my clarity on intuitive eating had come earlier so I could have added that special little line in, and that I had been more direct in giving a shout out to the wonderful people who wrote it and don't turn it into a diet. So this has been something, that's the end of my post. This has been some, it's a long post because I've been writing it for so long because I've been like, how did I like not reread the book? Like how did I not understand? Um, and honestly, it took it took one of the co-authors who I linked to in the show notes and in the post that this episode is, is attached to. Um, it took her joining Instagram, following me, me following her and being like, whoa, whoa, she really, like really genuinely, genuinely knows what she's talking about. What have I, how have I misinterpreted the book she she wrote that I read 13 years ago? And it matters, you know, it really does matter because first of all, people should be able to um, have as many resources as possible to help them get away from diet culture because it really is hard and it really is important to to have as many different angles on this as as possible as many different teachers to surround yourself by so that's one of the reasons but also like giving credit to the people who really started started this movement the non-diet movement Oh, my dog just got her bone and is as close as she can possibly get to my microphone now. Good job, Molly. Um, so I will wrap this up. 
because otherwise I'm going to have to come back and continue recording later. Oh, oh, actually, she's just um, burying her bone. She's just burying it in the couch cushions <laughs> and literally trying to bury it with her nose and a towel. What I really want to say is, oh, I just reordered Intuitive Eating. Uh, I think I read the second edition in 2005, um, 2006. I just ordered the third edition of intuitive eating. I, um, I recommend that you do as well. I just, um, started reading it again. I just flipped through and was like, yep, look, look at all the wonderful things they're saying that I, that I like couldn't hear. Um, and, uh, also my book comes out March 26th in the U S March 21st in the UK. Um, it warns you not to turn intuitive eating into a diet and all the ways that I did turn quote unquote intuitive eating slash listening to my body too closely into a diet. And that's it. I hope that this post is clarifying and, um, and that we use as many resources as we possibly can to heal and step away from diet culture. All right, guys, I will talk to you soon. I will talk to you very soon, somehow. Oh my gosh, I can't believe she's burying the bone. Where is it? All right, bye guys, bye, bye.